0: Hey good morning. Good morning Rick. Good morning Shraddha. Good morning internet. We tried yesterday to do a video on friendliness. I talked for quite a while but nobody heard The two people here heard And then we stopped So this morning we'll try again To talk about friendliness The word many Buddhists are familiar with is metta Often translated as loving-kindness, kindness, love not often translated as friendliness but that's literally what it means Meta comes from the word Mita which means friend Mita is a friend, person who is your Mita is a friend Meta just turns it into a noun friendliness or friendship but here Pretty clearly means friendliness, which I think is a good translation because love, of course, has its own connotations that I don't think are really appropriate, and kindness, as well, has its own implications in terms of action, which midday isn't an action. Of course, if you're if you have midday, your actions are going to be friendly, your speech will be friendly, but actions and speech aren't the, 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 the metta, right? If we confuse them like that, then it's easy to get caught up in the actions and the speech, speaking friendly words, doing friendly things, but maybe our minds are not pure. If you're forcing yourself to do and say things that you think are, are kind, Without friendliness in your heart, well, it's not sustainable, it's not really genuine. Right? Friendliness, this is the, at least the idea that we're trying to get when we talk about metta. Metta is um, a very well-known Buddhist concept, practice. I don't spend a lot of time talking about it I think in our tradition teachers generally don't because in the, in the traditional sense it's not necessary it's not strictly speaking necessary which means to say there are many good things that aren't necessary good things that are helpful and supportive and generally practical and beneficial that we should engage in but are not necessary. So often we focus solely on what is necessary and leave it to the practitioners or individual interactions between teachers and students to fill in the blanks. But metta is something that is It's one of the few things that is generally beneficial that you can pretty much recommend without reservation. Uh, it's, It's most commonly prescribed for dealing with anger. So, for people who have anger issues or holding grudges <clears throat> or with any kind of animosity in their in their hearts or ill will towards others, irritability that sort of thing Mit is an antidote for ill will. it reframes our relationships with others our 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 way of thinking about people we interact with. Sometimes our perception of others can be hostile, to say the least. Metta helps to reframe that. It helps us to experience what it would be like to be friendly, to think kindly about others. Mita is generally beneficial for meditation practice that's probably the best reason to to undertake the practice It's of course practically useful in terms of changing the way our relationships uh, function the way we engage with others we change our minds and reframe our, our perception of, of others, look at, look at them differently. Instead of thinking about them as adversaries or enemies, think of them as beings who suffer and wish for happiness. It changes so many things about our, our lives. People per- perceive us differently our actions, our our speech. This is... It has an effect on others. When we're kind, it changes their perception of us. Course, there are health benefits to being kind and, and friendly have a friendly state of mind none of the ill health associated with stress and anger and holding grudges which is a very unpleasant unhealthy sort of mind state the Buddha mentioned other benefits like sleeping Happily, sukho supati, sukho patipujati, waking up happy, having pleasant dreams, and being generally protected. Metta is considered a protection; protects us from danger, from harm. There's a power to the friendly mind state. It's, it's. Uh, it's concentrative, or it's it's a it's a mind state that pulls the mind together, keeps the mind together and and coherent, and keeps the mind strong and healthy. So, there are many ways to practice metta. and and one reason for not giving real formal instruction is because of it's really a, a general basic practice and it shouldn't really be formalized as, as a practitioner of mindfulness you shouldn't really try to formalize it it can become too rote otherwise it's meant to be an expression of friendliness so it should come from the heart naturally it could and should, I think, to some extent, be ad hoc in the sense that you just make it up as you go based on the circumstances. It's most commonly prescribed, as I said, when you have ill will towards others. So if there's someone you have anger towards, direct it towards them. Uh, It's often used when you're afraid of something. I've had people explain that when when they go to a new place and stay overnight in a new place, one of the first things they'll do is send metta to any spirits living in the place. For sure it helps them overcome any kind of fear of ghosts, but also if there are any spirits who are watching out, they're more likely to... Uh, be friendly, be disposed in a friendly way when they understand that you also are friendly there was a group of monks in the Buddha's time the Buddha taught what is called the Kalyana Metta Sutta it's a very famous sutta about Metta he taught it when these monks were having trouble living in the forest because the spirits didn't like them, didn't want them to stay so they chanted the metta sutta, kalyana metta sutta, sorry the karaniya, sorry the karaniya metta sutta, kalyana mita is, no. karaniya metta sutta, and they chanted this and the spirits were friendly. And so one of the common ways to send metta is th- just this based on our relationship with others. We start with something easy and move on to the more difficult. If you want to do it systematically, start with yourself. This is usually a good, good advice. Commentaries say that sending metta to yourself isn't really effective, but it's a good example. That's how they put it. It's a good uh, way to frame it, way to begin it. Put yourself in the right frame of mind. So let's spend a moment just wishing ourselves happiness. May I be happy. May I be free from suffering. The other thing about metta is it comes hand in hand with what we call karuna, which means compassion. So may I be happy. That's metta, sending metta to yourself, friendliness towards yourself may I be free from suffering, is actually karuna, it's compassion. Reflecting on suffering and wishing for others not to have it. And and again, the, the words should be up to you in whatever language and whatever voice you choose. May I be free from suffering, may I find peace. There are many, you can look some up, there are many chants that you can use as reference, but most importantly, it should be from the heart. You can throw mudita in there, may they they never lose what they've gained, May, may they gain and keep all good things, may all good things come to them. So wish it for yourself first. May I be happy. May I be free from suffering. May I find peace. And then you think about people you love, people you are friendly towards. They say you should be careful sending to someone who you're attracted to because that gives you the wrong state of mind, not the one we're looking for. So generally send it to maybe family members or friends. May they all be happy and free from suffering. May they find peace. And pick your own words, though. If you have trouble with that, go back to yourself. Wish for yourself to be happy and free from suffering. so on. And in this way, you start to be better at it. Become more proficient. Go back and forth between yourself and those you love. And when you're good at that, then move on to people who you're indifferent towards. People you know but don't know very well, perhaps. or Maybe co-workers or classmates. The post person, the neighbors. People you see on the street. Maybe people you don't even know. May they be happy. It's more difficult, really. But you work at it. When you're not able to do that, you go back to sending to those who you love or even to yourself. Now you've got three bases and you try to be... You try to get to the point where you can be friendly towards all three groups equally. This is the systematic way. You don't have to be this systematic, but if you know the systematic ways, then you can do a more basic, practical practice on your own, more informal practice on your own. And once you're able to send to these indifferent people, then send to those people you uh, you don't like, those you have problems with those who have been angry towards or who have been angry towards you. And try and create a friendly state of mind towards them, something new. May they be happy, may they be free from suffering, may they find peace. May all good things come to them. One of the great things about metta is it helps you see past uh, the evil of other people. Because wishing for them to be happy doesn't mean wishing they can get away from their evil. It helps you realize that a big prob- big part of the problem of the evil of ourselves and others is how much suffering it causes for us. You couldn't possibly be happy or at peace or free from suffering if you have Evil in your heart. So any any uh, unwholesomeness in others is we reframe it as a you know, part of their suffering. They come to see that. wishing them happiness is really wishing for them to be free from evil, and it, it, it reframes the whole situation. Instead of seeing that person as evil, we realize that they're beset with unwholesomeness. It's an affliction on them. And eventually the practice, if you want to get into it, is to be able to send love, sorry, to send friendliness to all four groups. Four, how many? One, yes. All four groups, yourself and the three other groups equally. But you don't have to go into that much detail. Just spend a little time in this way is a very good way. That's the classical way. Um, There's another way and there are other ways but another very good one, one that I'm more comfortable with, uh, that I use a little more frequently is the ever-expanding loving, uh, or the ever-expanding friendliness. I'm trying to get used to using this word, friendliness. And this is where you start with yourself and then you expand outwardly physically. It's simpler. I think it's less difficult conceptually and and in many ways it's more powerful. It's also very much the way the Buddha would teach. So you start with yourself, may I be happy, may I be free from suffering, may I find peace, may all good things come to me. And then you move on to the people in the room with you, or in the building with you. Different ways of doing it, you can start with just humans and then wish for animals and then wish for spirits and so on and so on. So it can get very complicated if you want to get into it, but let's just say all beings in this, in this room, may they all be happy. Think about humans, animals, spirits, all of them. May they all find peace and bliss. May they all be free. Expand it to the building or beyond the building to the neighborhood. Start. It gets more difficult, no? When you start to think about all the beings in this neighborhood, your mind starts to expand. It's more difficult, more challenging, but it, therefore also it strengthens the mind. To train in this way, you become stronger. To be able to think about generally all beings in this area. May they all be happy. May they all find peace and bliss. May they all be free. May all good things come to them. You start to see how mindfulness is very useful for directing the mind in whatever way we wish because the mind is clearer and purer. One of the benefits of mindfulness practice is uh, an increased capacity for things like metta, karuna. It's easier once you've cultivated mindfulness. And then you move on from the neighborhood to the city the county or wherever you happen to be. We all beings in this whole area be happy and free from suffering. Depending where you are, you might move right to the province or state. You start to expand outward. Visualizing is helpful visualize think of the whole area think of all the beings there may they all be happy all those beings you you don't even know you've never even met may they all be happy and free from suffering may they fall, all find peace to the country, may all beings in this country be free from pain and suffering. They'll find peace and bliss and be happy and well and free from enmity, free from disease, free from danger and fear, free from hunger and thirst. May they all be happy All beings in this world, eventually you spread it to the world. Think of the whole world. Encompass the world with your mind. May all beings on earth, humans, animals, spirits, angels and demons, and everything in between, may they all be happy and well. you spread it to the whole universe all the gods and angels and celestial beings included maybe any other beings on other planets if they exist may all beings be happy without limit appamanya without limit may they all be happy and well It can be very challenging because of the magnitude, of course. So there are many ways to break it down. As I said, you can break it into categories. You can even break it up into adults, children, males, females, just to be able to visualize, conceptualize easier. You can break it into directions as a common one. All people north of me, in front of me, in the direction in front of me, all beings, all people, all animals, to my right side, to my left side, behind me, above me, below me. can it get quite complicated, or quite involved at least. And again, it's, it's not something we should get too involved in, because it is no substitute for mindfulness but because friendliness is an important quality and a good support for mindfulness, and because mindfulness makes us more friendly, more more capable of cultivating friendliness, we should all think and consider and, and, to some extent, incorporate this into our practice as we're comfortable and in a way that's comfortable. The many benefits including the benefit for our practice to keep us at ease and smoothly uh, progressing on our path towards freedom from suffering. So that's the Dhamma for this morning. Thank you all for listening. Have a good day.